Hello, welcome back to the Odafest Podcast. The Odafest Podcast. Time. I'm Jay, and with me is Angelo. I'm Angelo. And Angelo. And, and Jay. Jay. We did this joke last week. But this time it's real. It's the boys. The boys. The two of them. Yeah. That's the one plus one right there. That's us. We are just broing around this podcast because reasons. And we miss you, Nancy. She will be missed. But she'll be back. Oh, perfect. Good. Yeah. Wonderful. Oh, no she's stress. just at no work stress. today. We How can, was your week? Uh, work was busy. Uh-huh. Uh, Sunday, I had to go to a funeral. It was sad. Mm. And that is why Nancy's not here. Mm. Not because she was at the funeral, but because... <laughs> <laughs> that really makes the she will be back part really weird, too. <laughs> uh, but no, because that uh, impeded with our regular recording time. Yeah. But because of that, holy shit, things happened and we get to talk about them. Yeah, lots of stuff happened. Uh, So we should probably dive into it. It was a busy week and bit. So Uh, tell me about this Tokyo game show. What is, is that a game show in Tokyo? Yes. Actually, I wonder how central in Tokyo it is. I actually, I've actually never... I don't, I, think I don't think I've actually heard t- of it or paid attention to it in the past. Yeah. Uh, is it because basically just like Japanese E3? Sort of. Uh, first of all, I actually know this, and I, I shouldn't have said it takes place in Tokyo. It actually doesn't take place in Tokyo. It takes place in Chiba, and I knew that. Is Chiba not a ward of Tokyo? No. Chiba is uh, like... Uh, it's a, I think it's across the bay from... Tokyo? Uh, so it's kind of like Halifax and Dartmouth. I have no idea, but probably, sure. It's That's like, the thing. Because you've heard of Halifax, you haven't heard of Dartmouth. They're basically the same city, but they're th- across the bay from each other. I think by, like, train, it's probably an hour okay. away. Like, I don't think they're... like. I can't really say because, like, I, I definitely don't know, but in the sense that, like, a lot of major cities tend to have uh, sort of, like, greater areas. Chiba might be considered part of the greater area of Tokyo, but it's definitely not Tokyo. That's, That's something fair. I know for sure. That's uh, fair. But the easy, I, I will actually say that the reason I know that TGS is not in Tokyo proper is because... Uh, Oh my god, it's been three years already since I went to Japan. Uh, when I went at the time, one of our good friends actually went to TGS um, at the same time, but I didn't know that TGS was happening at that time. And he was like, oh, let's meet up in Japan. And we did, but he was like, why? I was like, why are you there? And he's like, because I was at TGS in Chiba. Nice. But anyways. Uh, yeah, so TGS so was a thing. Final Fantasy news. Yeah, lots of Final Fantasy news. Uh, Stranger of Paradise, Final Fantasy Origin, uh, kind of. Got the, there was some 
there was, it, it wasn't the first announcement, but there was like definitely a lot more information. A Final uh, that's Fantasy sort of like, one spinoff. Yes, uh, I'm, I'm invested in this because I have played Final Fantasy one. <laughs> I have not. Actually, no, that's uh, not true. I've played some, but I have never finished it. So I didn't play the original Final Fantasy one. I played the Game Boy Advance re-release of Final sure. Fantasy one and two. Apparently, that included not just an art update, but a lot of quality of life uh, enhancements as well. You had, for example, I didn't know this. I didn't know this, and I, I honestly, this might have been complete hearsay or misunderstanding from a friend. Apparently, in Final Fantasy one, you didn't have mana or MP or something like that, Mm -hmm. but instead you could use the spells so many times. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, the the Dawn of Souls, the Game Boy Advance remake. Did away with that and went with traditional MP. Uh, Smart but, move. But I remember Final Fantasy 1. It was pretty good. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Having that said, without like a strategy guide or like a, a game guide, certain parts of it were just like, what the hell are you talking about? What are you mm-hmm. what are you trying to do? What is it? What is the game? Where is the game sending me? Mm-hmm. And that was an issue with like a lot of old games because yeah. they literally didn't have the space for the text on the cartridge for more, they basically or for more had like to make signage it, or like directionality yeah. or NPCs to direct you. But uh, I did eventually beat it. I defeated, yeah. I defeated chaos and Holy chaos. shit. That was a hard fight. I should, that was, that, that was my fault for bringing a red mage from the start instead of <laughs> a, a white mage. But uh, you can't just ooh. go in between. You got to commit to one or the other. I, uh, I know that now. <laughs> I know that now. But like when I was starting out, I was like, hell yeah, I want a fighter. I want a black mage. Uh, I want a thief. And oh, red mage can do damage and healing. That's even better. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was not even better. Specialists. <laughs> oh, Specialists are required. Yes. Uh, yeah. But this is this being a spinoff. I am looking forward to it for several reasons. Just sort of like I have not played a lot of the modern Final Fantasies, but I do have a lot of fond memories regarding like old Final Fantasies and like class systems as you were explaining and like I don't know. I'm I like obviously this is going to be a much more modern take, I get. Of course. Uh, but I mean it looks fantastic and I think it'll be probably a pretty interesting uh like take on what they've already done with in like the first Final Fantasy. I just hope that this is not the beginning of a trend for them, though, that they're like not trying to all of a sudden delve too deeply back or try to retcon old Final Fantasies into like the new Final Fantasy world. Well, when you when sense. you consider it, uh, oh, God, what was the name of like the, the theme of the last few Final Fantasy things? But That's there was a a Final Fantasy fourteen. Played. There was Final Fantasy fifteen. Yeah. Uh, there was uh, thirteen, where they were all like in this world where there's the crystals, and uh, that was like the guiding Crystal philosophy Chronicle? of each world. Not Crystal Chronicles. I don't think this was part of it. But That's uh, weird, where the world, I mean... even though they weren't the exact same world, right. they had the same kind of rules around the world building, as it were, mm. where they were like. A like, large mana crystal per continent or something like that. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Dio, I wish Dio was on for this part because she is she could set you right. deep in the lore. She's mm-hmm. deep in the lore. But uh, yeah. it, it, Final Fantasy 1, because of the limitations it had, 
in in just the cartridge and everything. Mm-hmm. They did. They did have a lot of lore for what they could, mm-hmm. but everything else was so open ended because the system requirements, right? Right. So they have so much room to grow with a little framework to guide them along. Mm-hmm. I think it could be good. Yeah, I yeah. It, 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 like I said, it looks it looks fun. I wonder if it will be sort of like I I did not see like a, a spinoff sort of coming from a IP as old as Final Fantasy One. So that's I why mean, I'm sort of wondering if like there is sort of they have maybe like a team that's sort of dedicated into like how they can expand on their. So anyone who actually IPs, played, but I'm not really Final sure. Final Fantasy One, when it was relevant, they're like in their mid 40s to early 50s now. They're dead. Some many of them, yes. <laughs> Jesus, also true. But, but otherwise, what's up next? We've got Chocobo Racing. I've heard about this before. Well, it is the racing of the chocobos. Yes, in the Grand Prix of style. The I Chocobo can't remember. Is it, is it almost like a kart racing game? Uh, no. It's. I mean, there's no carts. <laughs> I mean, of course, but they're chocobos instead of carts. But is it like uh, is it like that kart racing okay. style of like Mario Kart and Diddy Kong, where you're picking up weapons, you're like fighting each other basically cart battling and racing at the same time so i think so first of all i think there actually are carts i was just being facetious but uh it's definitely an expansion of what the chocobo racing game was the mini game in i think seven because i remember playing it uh because you have to win races Mm, that's for uh breeding the golden chocobo that's part yeah. of the Golden Chocobo quest line, right? Yeah, I believe so. That being said, it's supposed to, like there's not a lot of info about it because like it was it was shown at um during like a Nintendo Direct it was uh announced, but there's really not like a whole lot of info yet, I think. Um uh, there's like a little bit of gameplay video and yeah like it looks like a mario kart-esque like it looks very much like mario kart because like there's so many like bright colors and and um sort of that specific stylization but as to if there's anything different or unique i don't know if there's really offering anything in that scenario i guess it would be like the closest thing to a cartoon kart racer for I guess, well, no, it's probably on Nintendo too because it obviously was on the Direct, but also for like a PlayStation console. Part of me misses kart racing games. Uh, you don't really see them anymore, uh, aside from like literally just Mario Kart. Yeah, Whereas, like there used to be Diddy Kong. Back in the day, racing. Diddy Kong Racing was amazing. There uh, used it to basically be... set the standard. There was like Crash Racing. There was there right. was a South Park kart racing game. Yeah, and it was actually good too. There's, I think there was a Sonic one. There was yeah. like there were a ton of kart racing games. It used to be, it, but now you kart can play Garfield games used kart to be, racing. That's on Steam. Oh my god! It's I think it's, apparently it's a terrible game, but oh yeah, uh, almost definitely. That's the other thing. There were so many kart racing games that, unfortunately, because they were a formula 
uh, but you could very easily get it wrong. Yeah. That it eventually became oversaturated, and that's why everyone stopped making cart making cart racing games because they became synonymous with cheap cash grab games. Yes. Um, but they were good. I mean, party I, games. I would give credit to Nintendo for like Mario Kart sort of lasting the whole time and like always being looked forward to as part of their, you know, like console releases. Like it's a it's a it's a big part of like the multiplayer fun game set. The last time that I uh owned or played Mario Kart was mm-hmm. the Mario Kart DS version. The, uh, that was a pretty good version. It was that. fantastic. Mm-hmm. Like, not only was it Mario Kart on the DS, I think it was the first Mario Kart where there was online gameplay at all. I think, and yeah, of course, that oh, uh, I remember the I remember the uh, turned into everyone snaking constantly and lapping you and everything. So if you didn't learn that, you were basically losing games online. But there was a solid like three to four months before everyone learned how to do that that you could have fun. I remember the uh, the the commercials for that. Because it was like, I think it was a Japanese commercial. I don't think it was worldwide, but like, it was essentially like, um, <laughs> I think it was a female person. Maybe it was male, a very beautiful male. Uh, but like, they had like a mustache on and they were like playing as each uh, like major character, like Luigi, Mario, uh, maybe. I kind Waluigi of remember. And, and then there was like a, like a, like they would every time they would like throw chuck a shell at somebody and hit them and then the the camera would cut to them like like looking up at the camera and smiling i, I think I, I remember that yeah like hold like on, they were I, all I wearing like this. obviously fake mustaches uh and i want to say there was more than one person involved you think so i think it was the same person i really do really okay oh i found it i found it oh oh maybe it might be a guy but uh, yeah, I need to like gonna mute this. But oh, I'm pretty sure I it's remember the same that. Yeah, it's the I same. I remember person. that commercial. At least that fr- that was a different one. You're right. And it's a dude. It's a dude. A good, a good looking dude though. Very good skin. <laughs> he he looks kind of like uh, what is the guy from Yakuza? Dame Dane guy. I have never played a Yakuza. I've watched it being played, so I can't yeah. help you. I, I, I know I know the song, and I don't even know his name. Kiryu, that's it. Kiryu. Oh, eh, but Kiryu's a much beefier boy. Yes. Well, I mean, Kiryu also wasn't cosplaying Luigi. Yeah. That's true. But yeah, the- uh, fun, fun game, fun commercials. Uh, Chocobo Racing, probably also fun but just it'll be interesting to see whether they introduce anything beyond the standard formula i guess it doesn't I have hope to it, go beyond I hope standard it's interesting. formula. i want to be clear it doesn't have to go beyond the standard formula i just well, sometimes when you pair things back enough uh it leads to emergent gameplay that's better also true like like uh rocket league is probably the gold standard for that there's you can steer, you can brake, you can accelerate, and you can boost. Mm-hmm. Everything else that happens in the game, every other like hidden tech, is just built off the physics engine and interactions between objects. Yeah, 
uh, I'm watching a video on like Chocobo racing and just trying to see what characters there are. I th- I swear to God, I think I see like Behemoth or something like that in a cart. Which oh my God, I'm not sure if that's actually Behemoth. It looks sort of like it though. Oh my God, there's characters. Imagine Bahamut just riding a Chocobo. That'd be great. There'd be a lot of there's a, there's a lot of fun they can have with the characters for sure. There's a large roster that they can use. Um, oh yeah. But yeah, I mean, in terms of things like power-ups, I'm sure they're going to try and stay away from too many. Uh, like, there will be standard ones, but the, I think they have some. They can have some fun with very uh, Final Fantasy-themed attacks and, and defenses and stuff like that. So overall, I'm sure it'll be good. It doesn't, it doesn't look like it has the same pace, though, as, uh, as Mario. So Faster-paced we'll or slower-paced? It looks slower. Think? It looks slower. Slower. But it could be because maybe they're playing on some, like, you know, 50cc sort of level, like, super easy. But it just looked not as, like, energetic somehow. That's It's not released yet. So who knows? Who knows how how much more they could do? You know what else isn't released yet? Final Fantasy VII The First Soldier. I remember we were talking about this last year. Yes, because it's a mobile game. It's the mobile game, and it's also a battle royale. Yes. It's basically... It's basically PUBG, uh, but soldier themed. I mean, sure. I don't, I mean, I don't play mobile games, so I don't, I was going to say, I don't see myself playing this or trying this anyways. Not going to lie. I don't see my, last year when we were talking about it, I was mildly excited for it. I was like, yeah, it could be fun. Now I'm, the only mobile game that I was playing Fate Go uh, mm-hmm. I'm not even playing that anymore. I just have no desire to play games on my phone at all. Mm. Uh, and like, I, I don't know. You know, there are many, many Final Fantasy fans uh, and there are many, many Battle Royale fans. I will say that this is not necessarily a bad idea. I it's think not a bad the time idea. for Battle Royale games, the 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 heyday as it were, has passed. That's part of the problem. Like, basically, the only Battle Royales that are left now are Apex and Fortnite. Fortnite is memed to death. Uh, They are trying to do different things to remain relevant. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, I mean, Epic has so much money that whatever. Fortnite will never die. Uh, Apex. People love Apex. Sure. Yes. Uh, But I... I don't know if a mobile battle royale, how well it'll work. Well, uh, I'm sure. I think a lot of there are other games. I can't name them off the top of my head, but I know that there's other mobile uh, battle royales. But I just remember like when PUBG first came out and when Fortnite came out and there was a rush. There was a rush to get into the genre. Oh, yeah. Uh, now this is uh, well past that rush. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I'd say. Uh, because we are fickle and like three years ago or whatever it was or two years ago uh no it was like three or four years ago that was like the battle royale you know again like sort of i remember that i upgraded to the gtx 1060 yeah so that i could run PUBG at at least 30 frames per second yeah but i think that like they're not trying necessarily to tag on but they are trying to tag on, but it's too late to tag on. So you have so this game either has to be like exceptional or just 
is for Final Fantasy fans, period. But then you could just make a different game. You didn't have to do this if it was just for Final Fantasy fans. That's the thing. Like, it's right? it's going to be barely Final Fantasy-ish because it's based around the, the, the whole soldier program that Cloud Strife was in. You're not exactly. playing as Cloud. You're playing as some random nameless soldier. Mm-hmm. Uh, the world and there's if there's mobs, I don't know if there are or not, will be Final Fantasy themed. But beyond that, like it, its only chance is to actually be exceptionally good, or at least the best battle royale available and on mobile. I have never known Square Enix to make a exceptionally good game. Ooh. I'm kidding. Ooh, <laughs> rude. Um, wow. Wow. <laughs> no, I mean, I guess they have a chance at it. I just, I, I, the other thing is, there is definitely a sector for mobile games, like a, a audience for mobile games, but that, that is still more of a niche than your general gaming group. So I really just don't know how many people this will appeal to. Uh, I assume this is also probably free to play. And I assume that this will be much larger in, in Japan than it will be in North America. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. At the end of the day, I guess I don't really have much to say about it other than maybe it'll be successful, but I sort of don't care. So Fair. Yeah. We can move on. There's lots of TGS stuff. Yeah. Uh, one that I really wanted to talk about was Near and Dear to My Heart. Monster Hunter Rise, which has already come out on console because I don't know why Capcom cannot release games on console and PC at the same time. I do not understand. I heard there was part of it was some sort of exclusivity deal with Nintendo. But perhaps perhaps but that might be true. But I it don't doesn't know. matter. It's coming now to Jan on January 20, uh, 22nd. Uh not the 22nd of January. In January 2022nd, I should clarify. January 2022nd. Are we in 2021st? Yeah. And then, I mean, I know Rise looks fun. I know I've heard great things about Rise. So I'm looking forward to getting my hands on it, just like I was looking forward to getting my hands on World when it was also uh, behind the times releasing for PC. And the Sunbreak expansion's already been announced for uh, console in summer 2022. Oh, that looks great. I am happy just to have another mainline Monster Hunter in my life because I played World for over 700 hours. Oh, my God. So I'm down for more, more fun, good times God damn. on my PC. That I've spent a lot of money on, so I'm. I need to play. Yeah, that's on it. fair. Uh, I mean, there's not too much news there, to be honest. That's just something that I wanted to reveal and share. This my one love thing for. by this one thing by Sega sounds mildly interesting, but it also sounds like a horrible idea. I really just put it in there because I was like, Sega did something that wasn't Sonic. <laughs> Sega did a thing. Because revealed. I I, I, I want to make sure that Chronicle. this is under yeah it's Sin Chronicle. I don't like I I wouldn't have put it on here because it's a mobile game as well, and we've already sort of explained that we're we're not in a general we have a general disdain for mobile games. So, but it's just because it was Sega doing something. I was like, wow, good for you for branching out. 
True. But it's a mobile RPG, mm-hmm. and the catch is that player decisions can only be made once. Mm-hmm. Uh, Which means on it's one hand saves, I assume. That's interesting. On the other hand, that's kind of horrible, and they're probably going to see people uh, making multiple accounts just to see what happened. Mm-hmm. But So, again... My biggest mobile game experience has been Fate Go. Uh, and to a different extent, Genshin Impact. The choices that you make in those games are effectively meaningless. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't matter what dialogue option you chose. Uh, and in some cases, the dialogue options, even having a choice, is irrelevant because it uses both dialogue options to actually say the whole thing they mean to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, from that perspective... A game where the dialogue options or the choices you make actually have weight or bearing or reason to exist. Hey, that's kind of cool. It adds to the experience. Uh, But in in a traditional game, I understand why Fate Go and Genshin do this. Because you can't really go back and replay the story. Mm -hmm. Like The only way to do that is to start a new account. Mm -hmm. Uh, So they want to have kind of a guided experience Mm -hmm. everyone gets for the most part the same experience and uh the only difference is sometimes there will be a little bit of a a text flavor difference Mm. so if the game plays wildly differently based on decisions that can only ever be made once uh that means that not only is if i i bet there's going to be some kind of gotcha mechanic not only a player experience is going to be gated by the gotcha mechanic, but they're also going to be gated by whatever dialogue options they chose. Mm-hmm. Uh, the biggest thing is that I, I I feel like they are going to be putting players into shitty situations that the player would never have been able to see coming and that Possibly. they can't fix or change. Like uh, one of one of my favorite games that actually had real choices mattering mm-hmm. was uh, Tales of Symphonia, where it's like, oh, I'm the to- story is telling me to go this way. I'm going to go the other way instead. And because you did that, because you made that one choice, because you decided to go in the opposite direction, different events in the story happen in different orders and the story can become wildly harder or you can unlock different ends or different side quests because of it. And so Sega's putting people into a situation where they might make an ill-informed choice or there might literally be no information behind the choice Mm -hmm. and they might miss out on something really cool. Like, uh, I watched the trailer for this and I was like, the game looks standard, I have to say. Like, it doesn't look bad in any way. The graphics look fine. Is it Raid Shadow Legends with a different name? Uh... I don't know enough about that game to say yes or no. Same. But uh, everything that I know about Raid Shadow Legends, I learned through advertisements. Like, I think, it, uh, again, the art design, at least, and uh, is all on point. Well, on point as in it's almost generic because we all know what JRPG characters look like at this point. Oh, yeah. And they don't oh, look yeah. any different than, than those expectations. Like, it's good Spiky art. hair. Don't get me wrong. 
I want to be clear. It's good art. It's just that it clearly follows its style, like guidelines, and it's like, wow. It. I'm going to it, just it, guess. It, it, I it haven't looked at looks anything about this game because of it, right? Uh, I'm going to guess spiky hair with a name like Sin Chronicle. The spiky hair is probably like slicked down. Uh, oh instead my of god, like, you're so instead right. Instead of like up, uh, up, not up like cloud. It's going to be down like like Dante. Here, from I'll, DMC Devil May Cry. I, 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 and it does he have the, white hair. Trailer. This does is the, the trailer, but I, 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 I copied the URL at a specific time. You can see, I think that the white hair is the main character. They they literally do. Yeah. Do they actually? It's it's sort of a spiky hair, right? But then it's, it's slicked down. It's a lot of strands anyways. But anyway, like I said, it, it just it sort of looks generic. Not a bad thing. It's clearly on a cloud save system, and it's probably on mobile because cloud saves can be worked around on like PC or even consoles. Well, uh, like on mobile, cloud save is for the most part the only way to go. This is also true, but yeah. like I think that's how they're locking people into their decisions. But I, you, you know, what's weird though is like, you know how you were saying like you know in Genshin that would mean mean you're going to uh make someone make a new character to get like new dialogue or uh you know see what the other decision branches are for this game you would have to restart and then there's also a real chance that like you just you almost lack replayability by not being able to go back easier on your choices you absolutely do like people don't necessarily want to like unless they love a game I don't see a lot of people replaying a game from the very beginning to get two or three different branches uh, cleared, you know? Like and that's, that's the that's thing. dedication. Like, real old AAA games, and like I want to use uh, Tales of Symphonia as an example. You get to the end, you beat it, and then there's a new game plus. And you right. can go back, you can replay the story, you can go through the different branches. You get to keep a lot of what you got from the main from the first time around. Mm-hmm. Uh, in mobile games, there's usually not an end. Like true. Uh, two years ago, fin- uh, two years ago, Fate Go was saying that they were going to end. They haven't ended yet. They're not going to end. Mm-hmm. They don't. They print money. They just have to keep going. Once they once they finish off the current story that they're trying to tell, they come up with a new story. That's what they've done uh, basically two times so far. Mm-hmm. There was the original Singularities, and then they had the pseudo-Singularities, which is bridging into the Lost Belts. The Lost Belts have been going on for the last <laughs> three years, I want to say. I don't remember exactly. Mm-hmm. And once that happens... It's fate go. They're printing money and they're going to keep it going as long as they can. Mm-hmm. Uh, there will be another story after the Lost Bells, even though several people have said we don't really think there is going to be. Uh, yeah. it, it, it's going to happen. And so Sin Chronicle, if it's anything like other gotcha or just mobile games in general, it's not going to have an exact end. It's not going to have a new game plus. It's not going to have replayability. It's just going to have continual play. And I, I, it just seems like a bad idea. Yeah, I just... I don't know where we're going to go with it, but 
like I said, good job, Sega. You've branched out to something that's not Mr. Non-Hedgehog related. Yeah. So it'll be... Like I said, we'll, we'll see if it, it'll be fun. The, the number one thing that people really hate right now isn't the game. It's funny enough. They hate that it's only on mobile. <laughs> Fair. Yeah. They've gotten a lot like of every Like every criticism that I've made so far, uh, the ever, all of them stem from the game being on mobile. Mm-hmm. And not just because it's on phone, but just the tropes and expectations of mobile games mm-hmm. lead to that being a bad idea. Uh, if it were on console or PC, I would just say, oh, well, that's nothing new, but okay. Mm-hmm. Good for them. Uh, onwards. This is not so a this TGS literally thing. happened. We're leaving TGS now. Goodbye. This Goodbye, happened Chiba. like two or three hours ago. Yes. The long-awaited final character. The final smash. The Super Smash Brothers. The final smash brother. Mm-hmm. It is Sora from yes. Kingdom Hearts. Makes Kingdom sense. Kingdom Hearts Sora. Makes sense. I get it. I well, never really played, but I get it. What's weird to me about this is how many times has Sora been on a Nintendo co- console? Lots of times. Like three times, maybe. No, probably like six or seven. Because you're forgetting all the handheld games. Uh, those are the only ones that I know of, honestly. Because Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2 were on PlayStation 2. Uh, and then there was Chain of Memories, which is the only one that I've played on the Game Boy Advance. There was one or two more on the DSs, if I remember right. Uh, was there anything on the Wii or the Wii U or the Switch? That's a great question. But here's the answer for you. Like I don't know 3 how was, many was games PS4. individually, but these are the platforms that Kingdom Hearts has been on. Game Boy Advance, Nintendo DS, Nintendo 3DS, Switch. Yeah. Is but the Switch could be both, now? But I mean, it, that, that's at least four games, I assume. That's fair. That's fair. And you know so. what? Being, being on a Nintendo console hasn't been a, uh, a requirement since since snake got onto uh smash bros brawl (laughs) like snake was the character that really opened up the floodgates honestly yeah i mean there's like don't forget there's like pac-man like yes pac-man's probably been on nintendo and like well that's the thing like snake has also been on nintendo Mm -hmm. snake was on what snake was on the nes in metal gear yes yeah um i will say like I, I think it's a good character choice. Uh, even though I've never really gotten into Kingdom Hearts, like I know, every, if you're a nerd, you're a gaming nerd, you know at least a little bit about Kingdom Hearts and at least like Sora and some of the characters. Sora's a good choice. Absolutely, is a good choice. Really, I've, I think I've said this on the podcast before. I still wish that Spyro was a character in Smash because he just feels like he fits. Spyro would have fit. Raymu would have fit. <laughs> Raymo. <laughs> Raymo for Smash. Yeah. Um I was the reading, dream I was, is over. <laughs> I wasn't reading a lot of um articles on this per se, but I was kind of going through just because like I wanted I want more reactions than news on this kind of announcement. Oh right? my god. And the I was best looking reaction up on I got yeah. was uh uh a VTuber friend of mine yesterday. Uh-huh. Yesterday they were saying I will give away one hundred gift subs. And eat a ghost pepper. 
because that is how certain I am. Sora is not getting announced tomorrow morning. Oof. <laughs> what channel do so, I have to subscribe to to get a hundred part of the hundred subs? <laughs> so yeah, boy. He he is now liable for five hundred dollars worth of Twitch subs and has to find somewhere that sells ghost peppers. Nice. Yes. Imagine betting your whole life. <laughs> I know, right? Um, one of the fun things. Well, fun's not the right word, but like interesting things that makes a lot of sense is that. Um, they showed off some like gameplay of him being on stage on his stage and like in the background there's sort of like this almost like a mosaic uh, and it's like Sora and then there's like a bunch of characters that are in these little circles but like so there's obviously Kingdom Hearts is intricately tied with Disney but Kingdom Hearts technically is its own IP first and Disney just integrated into it and it's funny exactly. because in the uh, stage mosaic, mosaic in the background, it's Sora with a bunch of Kingdom Hearts characters. But the original mosaic that actually exists, because there's art of that, actually has Disney characters. It has uh, Goofy and Donald, which people know, obviously, they're sort of mainstay party characters. But they remove them because they're Disney property. And well, I'm you know kind of it, upset about that. I, I, I can imagine... Why. I can imagine it right now. Mm-hmm. The heavy weapons guy walks into a room. He sets he sets a rodent on a table. He sits down and looks into the camera. It cost $400,000 to show this mouse <laughs> for 12 seconds. It's true. But yeah, I just <laughs> I posted a link for you to look at, but you can see very clearly oh, I see. the omission. Oh my god. What? Yeah. What the- they they kept Riku and Kyrie, yeah. moved them around, and, and instead of Donald a, and Goofy, they just they put added random a raft. bullshit. They added a raft and and a star with tassels. I think that's supposed to be like the star fruit thing that is in the game, but I don't know for sure. It just looks like a star with tassels. They, so you're they right. They could have put like some of the Organization Thirteen dudes in there, or. They, there are so many other Kingdom Hearts specific characters that they could have thrown it's in. True. They could have also put in Final Fantasy characters because that's they could have. They could have put Cloud and Sephiroth in there. Why not? Yeah. Imagine Sora being chosen for Smash. He, Smash, he shows Smash. off, and Sephiroth is there. What? Yeah. How does he react? What do? It was. I think it's a good addition. I think it's a long time coming addition. I'm still sad that Spyro is not in there. I've never even really played Spyro. I just really like the idea of Spyro being in a Smash Bros. game. <laughs> Man, you know, I'm you know weird. what blew my mind when after hearing for like two and a half years when I was working retail, people begging for Skylanders toys and we never had them in. Then I go and look it up and find out it's a Spyro property. That's a good question. But no, no, it's it's real. Skylanders is a spin-off of Spyro the Dragon. I sort of knew that, I guess. Now that I think about it. Yeah. And that just seems so weird. Eh, I mean Who the who makes Spyro again? I don't even remember. It's been a long, long time. Hmm. 
I don't know either. But okay. Uh, yeah, I guess I don't have much else to say on it. Good. I hope the people who want to play it are happy. Sora's here. He's got his big feet and too many belts and a keyblade, which is, I mean, a key's never been sharp that I know of, but hey, that's how the game goes. It doesn't need to be sharp when it's the size of a keyblade. It's true. Like and there's his so final much smash blunt is force sealing mass. the keyhole. So sealing do the keyhole. What, with that, what you will. I don't know what that is, but it sounds dirty. Yeah. Uh, we don't have too much time left, so we can talk about. Tell us about the Miyavi concert. Oh, sure. Uh, Miyavi for people who are uncultured swine, like me. Yeah. Uh, is a J rocker. He is sort of he he's associated with like visual K type acts, but he's very much like a uh, uh, he used to do some stuff with I think like uh, uh, oh my god I can't remember right now uh, X Japan okay i don't remember someone's gonna have to yell at me um but anyways engagement challenge yell at jay in the comments it's true he uh anyway he came to calgary to start his tour yes there are concerts in pandemic and it was sort of nerve-wracking to go because uh this was sort of uh like and on a uh, uh, sort of on the whim kind of thing, but it was at the UFC. It was a small venue. There was maybe about 350 people maximum. But like when you go in there, it's like, oh, wow, that's a crowd. But I mean, like, obviously you have to make sure you show your Vax card and like have a mask on and all that kind of stuff. And it was a really good show. Like um, there was a group of us from Odafest people um including dio and jenny and Paige, and we kind of started hanging off at the side first sort of because like there was a crowd and they were like up against the stage uh and and like you know enjoying a concert like in a regular manner shall we say but i think we were a little bit hesitant but then as the person i am i was like as the show went on it was a really good show because miyavi is a heck of a entertainer I made my way into the crowd and I eventually brought Odafest people into the crowd and it didn't feel bad at all. Nice. Um, no one I know got sick, so that's always a good thing too. But it was just so fun and honestly one of the best nights uh, I've had in a long time that felt relatively normal. And again, Miyavi was like very good entertainer. He was like... I guess you could say he was a little bit rusty too. Uh, there was like a little bit of like jet lag plus like just getting back into it, doing a live show in general. Um, and I he acknowledged imagine. that, but it wasn't like anything bad. Um, he speaks a fair bit of English because uh, I don't know how much English he's specifically learned, but I know his like his wife is sort of American Japanese. So I'm sure like he knows a bit from that as well. Uh, That's pretty yeah. cool. He, he he's I'm a fan. I I I went in not knowing that much about him, um, but now I am. You came I have out his music covered have, in Miyavi merch. I, I added his song. I added you his had, song, you some had of his songs. Two to my different Miyavi hats on. 
Yeah, you absolutely. You had a Miyavi band shirt. He sold out. Miyavi he lanyard. sold out of merch. You, you had a, a, one of the CDs clipped to the lanyard. We couldn't get merch. The VIPs bought it all before anyone else could. Oh, my God. They needed but, to buy more. But good Bring for them. More. Good for them, though. Seriously. Good for them. Yeah. They probably didn't expect to sell out. Not right off the bat, I bet. But wow, honestly, um, I know like Dio had a great time. It just every, it seemed like everyone had Dio a good time. had a some, fantastic time. Yeah, and we went to McDonald's after you know, a little post concert snacko. Nice. It was good. I don't know what else to say about that. It was just sort of a reminder of before times. It still felt relatively safe because. It was crowded, but not crowded. I don't know how to explain it. It sounds like it was about as good as it could be. Yeah, it really was. Uh, And I hope that, I mean, that's my experience. I hope that people are able to experience the same soon for themselves, Um, you know, while still feeling safe. Uh, that's, That's a big thing. Uh, that that is a sort of guideline that's different for everybody, but I hope that you can feel safe doing semi-normal things again and enjoy them, like honestly, because it was such a good time. It was such a good concert. Yes, um, and it makes me thirsty for more. So hopefully, hopefully by the time Odafest rolls around, we will be more comfortable with everything and things will be safe. There better not be some bullshit variant. Oh, the fest must happen. Goddamn Loki and his variants. I am not enthused for the Ligma variant. (laughs) (laughs) That's already passed. We're in Moo. I don't even know what that means. Ligma Ligma passed already. (laughs) That's before M. Anyways. Thank you all for listening. We will talk about many other interesting things next episode. And Nancy might be back, so I'm sure you should say hi. We'll catch you next time. Bye-bye.